Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on this year program, you can always text the word Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. And you can find all the social media links and the like. Well... Tucker Carlson out at Fox News. Breaking news happening now. This was Tucker Carlson Friday night at the Heritage Foundation's 50th anniversary gala in Washington, D.C. You look around and you see so many people break under the strain, under the downward pressure of whatever this is that we're going through. And you look with disdain and sadness as you see people you know become quizlings, you see them revealed as cowards, you see them going along with a new, new thing, which is clearly a poisonous thing, a silly thing, you know, saying things you know they don't believe because they want to keep their jobs. If there's a single person in this room who hasn't seen that through George Floyd and COVID and the Ukraine war, raise your hand. Oh, nobody, right, you all know what I'm talking about. And you're so disappointed in people. You know, you are, and you realize that the herd instinct is maybe the strongest instinct. I mean, it may be stronger than the hunger and sex instincts, actually. The instinct, which again is inherent to be like everybody else and not to be cast out of the group, not to be shunned, that's a very strong impulse in all of us from birth. And it takes over, unfortunately, in moments like this, and it's harnessed, in fact, by bad people in moments like this, to produce uniformity. And you see people going along with this and you lose respect for them. And that certainly happened to me at scale over the past three years. I'm not mad at people, I'm just sad, I'm disappointed. How could you go along with this? You know it's not true, but you're saying it anyway? Really, you're putting your pronouns in your email? You're ridiculous. That was Tucker Carlson at the Heritage Foundation on Friday night, maybe alluding to more there. Uh, There aren't a lot of reports about what's going on here. Everybody's got theories. This is actually really big news, Fox News and its star host, parting ways. Tucker Carlson gets more viewers than anyone. And he, as of Friday, is done with Fox. No goodbye, no last show. His Friday show was it. I will speculate uh, because it's my job. I I at least have some informed speculation. I was at Fox for five years. I know Tucker. I don't know him well. Uh, He's one of the people who pushed me into fly fishing. He's a very nice guy. Uh, He did his show from Maine and from Florida. He was not in the building at Fox News. I don't think you can do anything other than draw a straight line from the $787.5 million verdict against Fox News, or the settlement, rather, in Dominion, upcoming lawsuits as well. Uh, And what has happened, Dan Bongino, of course, out at Fox. They couldn't come to terms over a future for him. And now this, Fox has got to save some money. Uh, But Tucker Carlson made them money. And again, this is speculation, but it is informed speculation based on conversations with a lot of people currently employed there and people who used to be employed there. Uh, There is a good deal of love for Tucker Carlson inside the network, but there was one concern, and it came up repeatedly in conversations I've had over the last year or so. And it always started with the same phrase from everyone. This wouldn't have happened if Roger was there. People 
may not have liked Roger Ailes. But Roger Ailes was feared and respected within Fox News. Roger Ailes was in charge of Fox. And no one disputed Roger Ailes was in charge of Fox. Rupert Murdoch could be the absentee landlord and let Roger run the roost. And Roger had his flaws. But one of the things Roger did was uh, force competition between the shows. Uh, if you're not in this business, you don't really appreciate this. Uh, it is the same at CNN, but even more ruthless at Fox News. At CNN, if you appear on Aaron Burnett's show at 7 p.m., you're not going to appear on Anderson Cooper's show later that night. At Fox News in the past, if you appeared on Sean Hannity's show once, you would never appear on Bill O'Reilly's show ever. Uh, when I moved from CNN to Fox, I was told very early on, you've got to pick. Do you want to be on O'Reilly or do you want to be on Hannity? Uh, O'Reilly's staff, a bigger show, but more difficult to work with than Hannity. I was a Hannity guy. We were friends. I would be on Hannity. I appeared once on Bill O'Reilly's show in five years at Fox News, and I was always told because I appeared on Hannity's show, I would never appear on Bill O'Reilly's show. Roger Ailes allowed that competitive dynamic, and between those competitive dynamics, he was essentially allowed to be uh, the dominant force at Fox News and could be after he left and younger managers replaced him after Bill Shine was pushed out. This too, I think, um, would not have happened if Bill Shine were at Fox. Uh, others advanced, and they're all good people, but over time, the talent became dominant, and when you had the ratings and brought in the money, you could. The reality, however, is the talent is still the employee. And the employee must listen to the employer, rightly or wrongly, and I think probably wrongly, there was a perception of some within Fox that Tucker Carlson was the favored son of the Murdoch family, so to speak, and he could do whatever he wanted. And because he could do whatever he wanted, there was a reluctance of management to hold him accountable. And when the discovery came out in Dominion versus Fox, the discovery seemed to suggest in the text message correspondence with Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, and uh, Sean Hannity that they had a disdain for the news portion of Fox, that uh, they believed they were working for a company that hated them, and they also believed they had a level of clout within the company given their ratings that they could get away with much. And I got to think the discovery of those text messages would impact this. There were reports that uh, Tucker Carlson believed he could ignore uh, Suzanne Scott, the head of Fox News, and reports that Suzanne Scott was frustrated with uh, the, the staff around Tucker Carlson being willing to ignore her. Both denied it, uh, but now in light of this, uh, perhaps those rumors were true.
So what's next? Um, I'll tell you that I'm old enough to remember when Bill O'Reilly was forced out of Fox, everyone said, well, this is it for Fox. They're done. Who's going to turn on the Fox now? Uh, they're, they're, there's nobody there. Uh, and then they brought in Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson was bigger than Bill O'Reilly. Not only was Tucker Carlson bigger than Bill O'Reilly, Tucker Carlson did something for Fox News that you need to appreciate. He made the audience younger. Tucker brought in younger voices. He brought in a younger audience. He focused on cultural issues that others at Fox refused to engage with. Tucker Carlson focused on the transgender issue, a big issue uh, among conservatives right now, and most of the people at Fox avoided it. And I can tell you from my time at Fox News when I was there, uh, it was no different than being at CNN. That issue was an issue that you avoided. Management did not like you to pursue those issues. Management tended to be more culturally progressive than you would think, even at Fox News. And Tucker Carlson engaged on those issues and engaged on those issues in ways that put points on the board for the right. It made him a lightning rod for a lot of social progressives, but he was right. I don't know where Tucker Carlson goes now, but he's going to be successful wherever he goes. Uh, Listen, a lot of people, a very many people who I know who for years were better friends with Tucker Carlson than I ever have been, were convinced Tucker Carlson sold out, and I have never been convinced Tucker Carlson sold out. Tucker Carlson had championed the Iraq War and realized he had been lied to, and ever since became a great skeptic of everything government on all sides says. I don't think Tucker Carlson ever sold out. I think Tucker Carlson is one of those people who actually did change. He took his beliefs, realized he had been lied to, and fundamentally changed his beliefs based on having been lied to. And while I didn't agree with him on all things, I appreciated his willingness to fight for what he believed in, and in particular on the culture front, agreed very much with him and thought he was a good voice at Fox News, and Fox would be wise to replace Tucker Carlson with another voice who could bring in young voices, young viewers, and even uh, be guided on those cultural issues. If I had one name I would recommend uh, Fox News consider to replace Tucker, it would be Ben Shapiro. Uh, Ben would touch on those issues, cultural issues, that gravitated so many people towards Tucker and built him an audience. But uh, Ben is uh, world-renowned for not having bought into the 2020 lies and and wouldn't have put up with someone like a Sidney Powell or a Rudy Giuliani. As for Tucker, he's going to do well wherever he lands. He's a wickedly smart, uh, with a great sense of humor, and behind the scenes, though you would not know it perhaps from his personality on TV, a deeply humble person. He's going to do fine. Uh, I'm more worried about where what Fox does than what Tucker Carlson does. Tucker took a spot, and you got to remember this. When, when Bill O'Reilly left, people thought this is the end of Fox. No one will ever be as good as Bill O'Reilly. And I would argue, argue not just objectively but subjectively on all the metrics, Tucker was better than Bill O'Reilly. And this is a shocking revelation to start a Monday 
Tucker Carlson out at Fox News. He's done. He will not be back. There will be no goodbye. His show on Friday, while he was addressing the Heritage Foundation, his show was airing, and I got to think that he knew on Saturday or on Friday night that he was done. Maybe it was a weekend decision. We will find out. Uh, I do not think you can separate his departure from the Dominion lawsuit. I do not think you can separate it from the discovery revelations that appeared to show that uh, hosts and talent, including Tucker, uh, suspected that they had more influence and say and dominance of the network than perhaps management did, nor do I think you can dismiss the idea that management was concerned that that might be the case and they had to reset the balance. But I also think Fox News loses something in that Tucker Carlson brought in younger viewers and was willing to fight a cultural fight at Fox, a network that has tended to avoid these cultural fights, and he did so putting points on the board, and and Fox would be wise to allow someone into that slot who will continue to focus on those cultural issues. In the middle of the debates we're having in this country, that would be worthwhile. But I wish Tucker nothing but the best. He's a great guy. Uh, he really is a great guy. And it's it's funny to have a lot of friends over the years who were friends of Tucker's who feel betrayed by him, who hate him or not. Uh, I think Tucker Carlson changed his views given what happened with the Iraq war and has been consistent to the change in the views. He wasn't a salesman. He wasn't doing some shtick. He wasn't just playing for the crowd to get ratings. Uh, it's who he is, whether you like him or not. And he will do just fine. I'm more concerned, again, as I said, with where Fox goes than where Tucker goes. Breaking news, not the Tucker Carlson situation. Don Lemon fired by CNN. My goodness gracious, has someone unplugged cable news and blown in the cartridge and tried to plug it all back in and reboot it? What is going on here? Tucker Carlson out at Fox News and Don Lemon announcing via Twitter he has been fired by CNN. Uh, his statement, um, I was informed this morning by my agent, I have been terminated by CNN. I am stunned after 17 years at CNN. I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly at no time. Was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play with that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I have worked with for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalists in the business, and I wish them all the best. Maybe Chris Lick can hire Tucker Carlson. That would be interesting. Um, listen, I, I was informed by my agent after 17 years, I would have thought someone in management would have had the decency to tell me. No, 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 no. Uh, given what we have learned in the past few weeks about Don Lemon's behind-the-scenes behavior, of course no one in management was going to touch this with a 10-foot pole. Of course they went through the agent. There's something else that I want to say here. And it's something I have to be mindful of as well. Occasionally when your ratings are good and you are on TV or radio, you can be very arrogant and think you can run roughshod over the people who work behind the scenes, uh, that it's all about you. And in fact, uh, you are still an employee. You get a paycheck from someone. And biting the hand that feeds you is a terrible idea. Uh, I have never understood the people who thought that they could badmouth their employer uh, on air and somehow get by. Uh, at some point, the chickens do come home to roost in that stuff. You've got to be a team player with your employer. 
Sure, you may have strongly held opinions and stuff, but at the end of the day, if you are an employee, that means you have an employer, and your employer is also known as your boss. And you can't be a jerk to your bosses, whether you want to be or not. Uh, you got to know your place. And too many people in radio and TV, and I have been guilty of this myself, sometimes you forget your place. My job is to be the on-air host who keeps you entertained. Uh, it is not to be the manager of a, of a management team of a corporation except my own. Uh, and everybody needs to remember stuff like that. Um, Don Lemon forgot that lesson, and he is now out at CNN. Now, I want you to be in with Patriot Mobile, and all you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. Move your cell phone service to Patriot Mobile. And they give you guaranteed great rates. You're probably already using the same cell towers they are using. And when you move to Patriot Mobile, you get guaranteed great service. You're working with a company that shares your values. They give a portion of their profits to the causes you care about in the conservative movement. You grow the conservative movement by doing business with Patriot Mobile. It just makes so much sense. And I got to tell you, as a customer, you do get great service. Everywhere I go, I've never had a problem with it. I get great service, 5G, data, voice, you name it. Uh, you can take your existing phone number to them or get a new phone number. All you do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service, 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com. If you call them, tell them I'm sending you. They'll give you free activation. They give you great discounts. If you're a veteran, a first responder, an NRA member, a teacher, need a lot of lines, just go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program now? Finally, we've done the breaking news. If you're just tuning in, I've already covered it all for you. Tucker Carlson out at Fox News. Don Lemon fired by CNN. Uh, it, it very interesting statements between the two, frankly, is uh, Tucker Carlson appears to, it was a, a mutual decision, I guess you could say. Uh, at the same time, uh, he is out, and um, I, I, my suspicion is based on the way the statements read that it was more management than him, but also there was not a fight uh, given his contract. Don Lemon, on the other hand, is out altogether at CNN, not of his choice, terminated by CNN, according to Don Lemon, uh, which is... Interesting. It, it was bound to happen. It's It needed to happen, frankly, and thus it is. Now, having covered all that, I would like to cover the stuff I wanted to talk about today because there's a lot of stuff going on out there. I wish to speak to you about the Ron DeSantis and the Donald Trump and the 2024 campaign. Because there's some panic that's sitting in out there now in the DeSantis campaign world. Not the world necessarily, but their vocal supporters feeling like, oh my gosh, you got to do something. I had the pleasure of attending church yesterday in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Church of the Apostles. Dr. Michael Yusuf is the senior pastor there. 
Uh, I was invited uh, by uh, Vice President Pence to be with him. He gave his testimony. Mike Pence's testimony was a, it was very moving. He's a great storyteller. Uh, my daughter went with me, and interestingly enough, my daughter's reaction, she loves the vice president, by the way, truly does. And Mac Powell of Third Day is the worship leader for Church of the Apostles, and my whole family are huge Mac Powell fans and Third Day fans. He's a, a very kind guy. I've gotten to know over the years as well, and it was just great to be there with his music, although <laughs> my kid is my kid. She's like, Dad, they don't have worship hymnals. They got the, the lyrics are on the wall. What's up with this? <laughs> that is my child. We're, we're very old school. It's a, but Church of the Apostles is, is this, uh, if you've ever been through Atlanta, there's this massive, looks like a cathedral alongside of I-75, and that is the church. It is a wonderful church. Thousands of congregants go there on Sundays. Michael Youssef is a, he was with me on Friday on the radio program. He's a brilliant theologian, a wonderful pastor. He's got some fantastic kids, two of whom are friends of mine from seminary. And he's been a longtime friend of Mike Pence. And so he invited Pence. And again, my kid who, who loves Pence was like, I felt like politics in church. Uh, but she loved Pence and his testimony really moved her as well. And He's just a good guy. He's a profoundly good guy. And what I would notice about Mike Pence and Mike Pence's team is there's no freak out about the future. None. You don't hear panic in his team's voices. There are some people out there, because Mike Pence is so uh, not freaked out about 2024, there are some people saying, is he even running he hasn't declared. Is he even running? I don't know. I guess he is. He's put a good team together. They've been building bridges with evangelicals, but there isn't this mass sort of panic. Now, the DeSantis people can look at this and the Trump people can look at this and say, well, he's barely pulsing in the polls. Of course, he's not panicking. He doesn't think he's going to win. I don't think that's it at all. The same holds true for Nikki Haley's team. Nikki Haley's team does not appear freaked out about Haley's standing in the polls. You talk to them and they say her fundraising is going well and it is early. She still has an opportunity and a time to shine, and she does. There's just not this mass freak out. And then you have the DeSantis team. The DeSantis team is not panicked. DeSantis's supporters, however, are. And now if all the people who trust him, he's got a plan or something like, he's got to announce. He's got to announce. He's got to do it immediately. He must do these things. Have you seen the polling? I've run campaigns and allow me to pull back the curtain a little bit on campaigns. You, if you have a good team around you, which he does, build a plan. You contemplate your rollout and your announcement and what's going to happen between now and that time. You put together your money. I was talking to Ralph Reed at the Pence rollout, and he pointed out that um, – 
DeSantis appears to be modeling his rollout very much on what George W. Bush did in, in 1999. Bush waited for the Texas legislative session, and then he only had 17 days after he made his announcement to show a lot of money. He showed like $33 million raised in those 17 days. The problem, Reed pointed out, is that uh, Bush's legislative session was done at the beginning of March. DeSantis is just dragging on till May, and that puts him behind and it allows time for the others to rough him up. And undoubtedly, that is happening. The Trump team, the media pile on, the other candidates, everyone is launching their stories against DeSantis. DeSantis, for his part, says he's not even a candidate yet. Governor, I'll show you falling behind the, a Trump. Any thoughts on that? I'm not I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if uh, if and when that changes. I'm not a candidate. We'll see if and when that changes. When you put together your campaign team, you anticipate these sorts of things. I have no doubt in my mind if DeSantis's team is competent, and I believe they are, that they understood that it would become obvious he's going to run and there would be this time because he's made a conscious decision not to announce until the legislative session is over that he's going to spend several weeks getting ruthlessly beat up. And some on the outside would panic. And that's happening. I'm seeing people who for a very long time were DeSantis stay the course, DeSantis do nothing, DeSantis do this. They're suddenly like, oh my gosh, he's got to do something. He's got to, he's got to announce sooner rather than later. He's got to come out. He's got to throw punches. He's got to do something. Where's the super back? Y'all, I'm looking at my calendar. It's April 24th, 2023. The very first votes won't be cast till the end of January 2024. At best, I don't even know that Iowa's fully scheduled yet. You have other candidates who are going to get in the race as well later. We still don't know about Mike Pence. This idea that Ron DeSantis has lost 2024 because he's been beat up for a week in the press and hasn't responded as an undeclared candidate for president seems a little dumb to me. I mean, what do I know? I've only run campaigns for a living for a a good portion of my life and and a student of politics. The the idea that uh, he's going to like, he's finished, have a hard time believing that. I don't know that he's going to be the nominee. I don't know that anyone can stop Donald Trump. But the idea that that, that Ron DeSantis is finished before he starts because he's refused to throw punches back because he's an undeclared candidate, what happens? Just hypothetical, what happens? Ron DeSantis, the Florida legislature goes home and Ron DeSantis declares he's running for president of the United States, begins an aggressive ad campaign, begins an aggressive pushback against Donald Trump, and when the disclosures come out, he's raised $30 million, outpacing Donald Trump's fundraising, outpacing Nikki Haley's fundraising, outpacing Vivek Ramaswamy's fundraising, outpacing Tim Scott's fundraising, and then all the donors who have been waiting on the sidelines, they pour their money in too. All of a sudden, DeSantis turns the tables on the narrative. You gotta think his campaign has thought about that. You gotta think his campaign has been thinking along those lines. It, it would, I would be stunned if they weren't. 
Meanwhile, Donald Trump is is, is kind of, uh, he's going back and forth on his attacks. And that's another red flag on the Trump side that people aren't paying attention to. Two weeks ago, Donald Trump was attacking Ron DeSantis for having closed down Florida. Remember, it was local authorities in Florida who shut down their beaches. In fact, you should note, three years ago today, Donald Trump began his attacks on Brian Kemp for reopening the state of Georgia. It was actually yesterday that he began his attacks on Brian Kemp three years ago. Today, three years ago, he amplified those attacks, brought out Dr. Fauci to say why Brian Kemp was wrong. And Donald Trump was attacking Ron DeSantis two weeks ago for shutting down Florida. Now this week, Donald Trump is attacking Ron DeSantis for not doing enough to shut down Florida. He went from two weeks ago attacking DeSantis for for shutting down Florida to now attacking DeSantis for not shutting down Florida, blaming DeSantis for killing people in Florida, and saying what a poop hole country Florida has become. He's actually now attacking Ron DeSantis for running Florida into the ground. Does Donald Trump not realize he moved his residency to Florida after the White House? Does Donald Trump not realize he endorsed Ron DeSantis not once but twice and voted for him the second time, and suddenly he's going to trash talk Florida? That's actually a red flag if you're a candidate that Donald Trump doesn't know how to really attack DeSantis. He's just throwing everything out there possible in every which way, trying to figure out what sticks. Which says no one's yet aligned perfectly in an attack on DeSantis. I would again just note the Tim Scott campaign's not freaked out right now. The Haley campaign's not freaked out. The Pence campaign's not freaked out. In the polling averages, Ron DeSantis has never yet in the total polling average topped Donald Trump. In some polls he has, and at the state level he has, but in the national polling he hasn't. He's certainly gone down and Trump's gone up, but this also has to do with the indictment and rally around the flag and all of that sort of stuff. But the idea that his team should be freaked out because people on Twitter say he should do something. You know, Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris nosedived their campaigns because they became so obsessed with winning the Twitter fight and what the people on Twitter were saying, they stopped paying attention to their campaign strategy and started paying attention to the Monday morning quarterbacks on Twitter. The moment DeSantis does that is the moment he's lost. Thus far, he's not doing that. So I'm not sure why there should be a freak out among DeSantis supporters. The man is not even a declared candidate for president of the United States yet. If he comes in and raises millions of dollars out of the gate and suddenly his super PAC is firing on all cylinders, and by the way, the super PAC is going to run a ground game for him, offloading the burden of the DeSantis campaign to focus on the media strategy. I don't see why people are freaked out at this moment. It's still really early. Only the national press has convinced us that now is a late stage, that somehow now you must come out. Now, Mike Pence hasn't even announced yet. There are still other candidates who may get in. Chris Christie is at this moment weighing whether or not to get in. He's not in yet, and he's not panicked. There are fly-by-night supporters, I guess, for every candidate. The moment something goes south, they bail. I, this is Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump and Nikki Haley and Mike Pence and Tim Scott. They're playing a long game here.
you got to play one too if you want to keep up instead of turn into panic the moment you have a bad week in the press. And by the way, a bad week in the press is not necessarily completely a bad week with the voters either. You got to remember that. Keep your perspective. Keep your level head. Uh, I hope that the DeSantis team has less worry warts than they've got supporters these days because if the team is freaked out right now, and I don't think they are, they're going to sabotage their own potential success. But again, I think they've got a plan, and they're going to stick to their plan, and they think their plan works. From what I hear, and I don't have super inside sources, but I think they sat down and decided, you know, we know we're going to get beat up. They're going to throw everything they have at us, and we're going to come out of it. We're going to announce we're going to have a lot of money, and that's going to offset all the attacks and actually will have helped them because they've gone through the fire before he even declares his candidacy, and then he comes in with a war chest and begins to push back and change the narrative. Good for him. We'll see if it works. In the meantime, stop freaking out just because the man hadn't announced yet. It's coming. Now, while he's coming, I want to direct you somewhere else. Visioncomputers.com. Are you tired of the long hold lines? Uh, You need tech support? Look no further than Vision Computers. The average hold time for Vision Computers, 15 seconds. So you're not going to be stuck on hold for hours waiting for assistance. That's not all. They have custom-built PCs. They come with three-year parts and labor included, plus one year of managed service. That means you get peace of mind knowing your computer's covered for all potential issues. When you purchase your new PC from Vision Computers, you get printer, email, even general software setup assistance at no charge. That's right. They're going to help you get your new computer set up running smoothly, no extra charge, and that includes your printer and your email and all the general software support. But the support doesn't end there. If you're having PC-related issues, give them a call. They're here to help. Remember, 15-second average hold time. If you didn't purchase your PC from Vision Computers, you can still purchase their managed service for a low annual fee. With over 30 years in business, five-star Google reviews, you can trust Vision Computers for all your computer needs. Y'all, 30 years in business. So you can be pretty sure with 30 years in business, you buy a PC from them, you custom build a PC for them. They're not going to go out of business tomorrow. They're still going to be around to help you. You need a reliable computer. So go to visioncomputers.com. You can call them anywhere nationwide, 404-COMPUTE. Speak to a live human being today. There's no press one for this, press two for this, press three. Call them, 404-COMPUTE. Average wait time, 15 seconds. You're going to get a live human being. Choose Vision Computers. Don't let your computer issues hold you back. You need one for your parents, for your grandparents, and you need tech support because you don't have time for tech support. I'm telling you, Vision Computers, 404-COMPUTE. Call them nationwide, 404-COMPUTE. Let them build your PC and manage your PC. You can even allow them to remote in so you don't even have to carry your PC to them if there's a problem. Good people, great computers. When is MSNBC uh, unveiling Lemon and Carlson tonight? I don't know. Or do do we all have to get OnlyFans now to to figure out where they're going? Ah, I don't know. Um, In all sincerity, let, let let, let me reframe this hour with the breaking news of Carlson out at Fox eliminated CNN. It is sometimes when you're on air, and I find this in my own life, and I'll, I'll speak about it more personally, uh, and, and I am small ball compared to either of them. But, you know, you, you, you can get a big head easily. I am fortunate in that I have a wife and kids who and a team around me who don't let me get away with much. Uh, But you can, 
And you can sometimes think because your ratings are so good that you can get away with so much. And you can't really do that because you're still, at the end of the day, an employee. And if you don't want to be an employee, you position yourself in some way to be able to expand beyond uh, the company that hires you and become your own boss. If you want to do that, Rush Limbaugh, for example, was his own boss. The only person who could cancel Rush Limbaugh really was Rush Limbaugh. But for most, myself included, you're an employee. You get a W-2. And that matters, and you got to keep yourself humble in some way. Now, Omaha Steaks, uh, they've got an incredible deal for you right now, and you need to go take advantage of it. If you go to omahasteaks.com today, get uh, great deliciousness delivered to your door. Uh, incredible sales from Omaha Steaks. Uh, go to omahasteaks.com, get the Burger Perfection Flight, and at checkout, if you put Eric in, E-R-I-C-K, you get an extra $20 off orders, $129 or more. Discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Order the Burger Protect Perfection Flight today at Omaha Steaks. Put Eric in at checkout for an extra $20 off. 